You're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast. We're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra. Buckle, Buckle up, because we're about to get gabbing. Alrighty, I'm back for another week. Sierra's here too, um, I guess. But <laughs> and also on my like dream train again. Not that I ever fully got off of it um I dream so much and I don't think that's I think it's a good thing in some ways I feel like that somehow makes me like more mystical but um mystical (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I also think it's a sign that you're not sleeping great because you're like waking up in the middle of REM sleep so I guess that's another topic for another time but I have been having so many dreams. A lot of them are just not that interesting. So I don't tell them on the podcast. Um, But I told you about one I had earlier this week where my neighbor, my downstairs neighbor, who is a guy who's around my age, if I had to guess, I have only seen him from the window. (laughs) I have never, ever (laughs) in my life seen him in the flesh. Like we've never both been outdoors at the same time. One of us is indoors while the other's out, I guess. And that's not on purpose. It's just how it's been for the past 10 months I've lived here, which he's, he's not home very often. I'm here a lot because I work from home. So um, anyway, I know of him. I know I've, you know, made up his characteristics from what I've seen. And in the dream, he was on vacation and I guess I was like watching his play or no I wasn't watching his place I was here I just live here that's that's why I was here um and his friends I guess were coming over throughout the week to like check on his place which like I don't know why that would be needed he doesn't have a pet and he just lives in an apartment with a bunch of other people around him but I in have, the dream, I have never understood that I feel like there are people though that like want people to house sit and I'm like what do you think is going to happen to your house that's empty unless like you're you have like really nice very expensive things in your home or you live in an unsafe area or you're high profile that people know who you are and where you live but like I get like maybe driving by make sure like the windows aren't busted in but yeah anyway this is this is fictional so his friends came by (laughs) Multiple of his friends came by throughout the week, I guess, to check on the, um, the apartment. Then I see him at the end of the week and he's like, oh my gosh. And we're at this like party outdoor restaurant bar type place where there's like a lot of friends, family is there. It's just like everyone's intermingling and there's sand volleyball. Don't know why that's a needed part of the story, but there was sand volleyball there. And he was like, oh, so like, I guess you must have like matched with my single friends like I was trying to set you up with them and I'm like what and he's like yeah I specifically like made all of my single friends guy friends come over to check on my apartment this week so that they could like get on the dating apps and set their like their range their their mileage preference to like you know less than a mile away so that they would find you so that they could match with you And this was just the strangest thing, obviously, in this dream, because I've never spoken to this neighbor 
whatsoever. So why this man cares so deeply about <laughs> setting his friends up with me, I don't know. It's like slightly flattering, but you're like, <laughs> this is a little psychotic. And apparently I did match with one of his friends, like didn't know it, didn't know he was downstairs. And um, so that's like part one of the dream. Part two of the dream, I'm at my childhood home and I'm in the garage with my brother. Why me and my brother are in the garage? I don't know. I'm this age, 27 years of age. And the man that I matched with, who I would assume lives in Texas if he's friends with my downstairs neighbor, walks up, like there's no car. He just like walks up the sidewalk um, with flowers and a baseball. And he's like, hey, what's going on? Me and this man have never met in person. We have just matched on this dating app. And I just know that he is my neighbor's friend. And he's like, I just thought I'd stop by. I just wanted to see you. And I was like, hi. My brother's like, what's going on? You know, like, he's just like standing there, but he's like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks for these flowers. And he's like, yeah, I just thought you would like, you want to like throw the baseball in the front yard? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> So me and this grown man are just throwing the baseball back and forth in my childhood home front yard. And that's all I can tell you about that um, dream. So not sure what that means. Um, Moral of the story. If he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to, <laughs> if he wanted to throw a baseball with you, if he wanted to make up an excuse to pet, not even pet sit, house sit at his friend's apartment and then match with you because you're less than one mile away and then fly to your childhood home to throw a ball with you. <laughs> then he would do it. Man of your dreams right there. So <laughs> that was that, but that was just weird. But last night I had a goodie. Um, and last night me and Harry Styles were friends and oh, <laughs> I know it's a good character. Um, much better than Hulk Hogan. I'm like, you never know. Who you're gonna, you never know who's gonna like walk into the dream for the night. So it's nice when we get a, a little bit of Harry Styles in there and not Hulk Hogan or random friends of my neighbor. Um, so in the dream last night, I don't have nearly as many details. I just know that I can't even tell you where we were or what we were doing. We were just having so much fun, you know. Um, but I get the sense he was in Austin. I'm just getting that sense because I live here. And we somehow met, we somehow encountered each other. And he was just kind of like using me as his tour guide to like show him around, hang out, that kind of vibe. It was not like we're on a date, we're in love, anything like that. Um, and it wasn't like I knew him previously. It was just like a happenstance that we were wandering around Austin together and it felt like there were other people there, but I don't know any faces. I don't know names. I don't know who they were. They were not a part of the story. Like I was locked in <laughs> on Styles. <laughs> so you and Harry. They were irrelevant. Um, <laughs> but Harry had these um, Polaroid cameras with him and he was like, just trying to take all these different pictures of the city and he just kept taking all of these different pictures of the city with me in them. 
And again, it wasn't like an overly, it wasn't like in the story, he was like, oh my God, you're gorgeous. Like, oh, let me just take this picture of you. It wasn't that. He was just like, you know, we were sitting at a picnic table. And then he's like, just takes a little picture. Because I just looked so good and natural with the city in the back. And he just like wanted to remember exploring the city. And um, so he's keeping these photos. He's not like, here you go. I thought you might like this memory. He's like, no, this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why that's so hard to believe. <laughs> he was, again, it was landscapes, it was food, it was me, it was everything. And he just, he wanted to remember the full memory, which included me. And so. I mean, I don't know Harry Styles, but that kind of feels like something he might do. Exactly. It felt very organic in the dream. Like I said, <laughs> it didn't feel ridiculous. Like it didn't feel like he was like, oh my God, I'm in love with you. And I wasn't being weird. He wasn't being weird. Like there were other people around. We were just having a good time. We were just exploring. We're just eating. We're just taking pictures. We're just living in the moment. Living. And so, <laughs> I was like, okay. So then I had to, you know, wake up and go to work, but um, manifesting that for myself, let you know if we do hang out when he comes to town, I am available for Polaroid pictures if you'd like snapshot of the city with me in it. Yeah. You know what I'm manifesting? Um, stumbling upon really cheap floor seat tickets. <laughs> when we're in new york in a week just stumbling upon them just stumbling upon them finding them just on the ground just kidding no just like maybe they're just maybe like 30 minutes before the show starts they're like okay they're 15 dollars if you want in and i'm like okay you yeah, know what I'm that's what i'm manifesting i feel you i feel you well i feel like this happened before this energy this connection whenever i do see him next because we've not had this moment your souls are now connected i mean hey if you believe in like the parallel universes and the cosmic everything maybe (laughs) we maybe we did meet last night (laughs) i maybe i'm not he's gonna recognize me as soon as he sees me he's like you seem so familiar. I think I might have a picture of you. <laughs> and then he's going to be like, oh my God, I got to find that girl. And that's when he sees me in New York. And he's like, I must find her. And then he sees me in Austin. And he's like, I will not let her go this time. And then, you know, from there. Yeah. I, so. This is making sense to me. I want it. I got it. I want it. <laughs> As Ariana once said, um... Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, that's what I've been doing. And if it makes sense at all, I don't know how this possibly ties together, but I have been watching Never Have I Ever all weekend. And I see no similarities between me and the (laughs) the show, the characters. Um, But I love it. It is a really cute show. I love anything from Mindy Kaling and I just feel like everyone can relate to it even if you weren't like like I wasn't some super nerdy kid in 
high school, I also, there weren't even boys in my school, so I really can't relate. Um, <laughs> there just weren't boys there. It's a very large aspect of the show, but. I'm also not Indian, can't relate to that. Like, there's a lot, but it's like, you still can on so many things. And it's just so funny and like endearing of the show that as soon as I saw the third season was out, I was like, I'm running, not walking. I watched the whole thing this weekend. I did too. I had a lot of downtime on my hands and I watched the whole thing. And it's just like a heartwarming. It's just like a feel good. But you're still in it. I'm like, that girl better not. She better not do that. Like, you better show up at this party. Like, let's go. Let's. (laughs) Like, why am I still in that but I think it's almost better this shows like better if you are an adult like I feel like if you were in high school watching it you would not appreciate this you'd be like this is lame like I'm a high schooler I'm cool but once you're older you like you can appreciate it for what it is and like think it's funny and be like you know yeah this is relatable and I wasn't that cool (laughs) yeah yeah definitely uh yeah so cute and I feel like each episode really leaves you wanting the next one like and so like you can't stop like it just ends on like not like a really dramatic cliffhanger by any means but it ends and you're just like well dang it now I gotta know what happens like who's he dating now and is she going to this is my version of cliffhangers like you will not catch me watching a scary movie a thriller like I'm sorry but no and I'm sorry I will be 40 and married with kids and I'm like what happens to dating next I need to know exactly where is she going to school next year yeah it's critical you know I just so I've been watching that which also reminds me guess what I'll tell you what my library books are ready for checkout and you know what that means I'll tell you what that means that means that I get to read part two and three of the summer I turned pretty which it said it was going to be a much longer wait but it sounds like like when they were ready for when they were ready for checkout on the app Mm -hmm. it was like good news your books are ready for checkout you moved up the line um because your your library like purchased like 11 copies like they purchased a lot because I guess the demand's so high so it was supposed to be like six months until I got my hands on these puppies. And I got them now. They saw the demand and they were like, we need to up our numbers. Yes. So shout out the free public library. And we know that you're listening and we love you. (laughs) We love you for fueling my teenage romance dreams for free because we're fiscally responsible on this podcast. So, um, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to fund those daydreams in a fiscally responsible kind of way. Um, and I started reading the second one. Now, here's where the gap comes in. I told you, I read the first one about 10 years ago. And yeah. I did watch the series. Yes. When I started the second out. one, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? Because the moment oh. that with the storyline that they leave you with on the show now granted I'm only like 30 pages into the new one 
so I can't tell if like it's just starting flash forward and then I'm gonna like learn more details about what's happened in the last eight months you know kind of thing because basically it's the end of summer at the end of the show obviously mm-hmm. well it is like midsummer of the next year and I'm like how did we end up here I'm like, I'm going to need us to get some context clues backtrack. So I'll let you know if it's like a clear cut, you can just start with book two, but either way, I'm up to figure it out because I've checked them both out now. So I've got like 11 days to read both of them. But do you think that maybe the series didn't make it all the way through book number one? I don't, I don't think so. There's a chance like, they left off part of it, but I don't think like there'll be a whole second season for the first book, if that makes sense. Okay. And again, that's based on no factual knowledge. Even though I have read the book, I can't tell you like what happens at the very end of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't remember how it ended in the book. So we'll see. But anyways, I am reading the books. So don't worry, even though Never Have I Ever is over for now, which there better be a season four of that. We need to see senior year. I need to know how that went down. (laughs) I feel like there has to be. It would be cruel not to. Exactly. But I'm like, well, let's see her go to college. I want to see her in medical school. I like (laughs) keep going. Um, So that's what I've been watching. But I've also been watching um, Indian matchmaking. And I don't. You I've never watched that. No, it's never very watched. good. So I'm really on a whole Indian cultural theme um, this weekend, <laughs> and they paired nicely together the two shows, and it's it's very entertaining because it's it reminds me a lot of Love on the Spectrum and that like it highlights a different group of people that may be different than yourself, but it's still so relatable. You're like you can just relate to the different characters and their woes and looking for love and being matched with other people. And yeah, so it's funny. It's heartwarming. It's a good time. And I'm almost done with that. Which this is like, what season now? Is this the second season of this? This is the third, third. I believe. Okay. Uh, Actually, no, it's the second. It's the second. Okay. I was going to say, I knew that it existed, but I'd never watched it. And I knew that this was like, not the first season. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, my mom watches it as well. And so that means it has to be a word. (laughs) (laughs) It's Linda approved. Yeah, but it's good. It, it's just like funny. Like they have to like come up with like their requirements and some of them are like a little bit overly picky and they're like, I don't know why I'm not married yet. And you're like, it seems so harsh when you're watching it on TV. And it's funny how harsh some of them are. But then you're like, but it's true. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not be checking the boxes either. Like, so you can relate, but then you can also make fun of them because it's making fun of yourself. Like, it's just a whole, a whole good, good time. Yeah. Um, is it just like one person doing all the matchmaking? Yeah. Is it centered around like one? One lady who matchmakes between India and the entire United States. Wow. 
she's jet setting because like one episode they'll be in new york then they're in houston and they're in la they're in cleveland they're i wonder how much it costs to like be matched like um, i wonder what kind of money she's making yeah i don't know it has to be a lot i mean she has like a a large bank of people that are in her like database system. yeah her database so gotcha i, I bet she has like a website and all that good stuff but yeah it's probably really taken off now interesting interesting um <clears throat> i started watching well Mackenzie sent me a tiktok of a show that's on Amazon and it's called Cosmic Love. And I was like, and it was a very quick, just like little snippet of mm-hmm. like someone's commentary watching the show. And I was like, I need to know about this ASAP. Like I need to watch this. So I have started watching that. I don't know how many episodes there are, um, but I've watched like four episodes so far, which yeah. doesn't sound like a lot, but a lot has happened. Um, and here's like the premise. So Cosmic Love on Amazon, it's brand new, just came out 2022, um, has these four, um, single people and they're called the elements. Okay. These four people represent each of them have a different element sign. So we've got an air sign, a fire sign, an earth sign, and, uh, what did I miss? Water sign. So there's these four people, two guys and two girls. Mm-hmm. And these four people are trying to find their most astrological aligned, perfect love match. And they invite like 16 single people to like mingle with these four elements. And, um, they have to try and figure out who their perfect matches are. So each element has four matches, specifically orchestrated and aligned cosmically that fit them. So there's like eight girls and eight guys and they have to be divvied up. So the math, if you need math, there it goes. So it's really interesting though. I would describe it kind of like, um, it's a little bit like Too Hot to Handle mixed with, um, if you've ever seen Are You the One on MTV. Um, Because there is like this, you know how in Too Hot to Handle there's like this talking, you know, object of, what's her name, Lana, the like, Cone. I haven't watched Too Hot to Handle or whatever the other one is you just said. You've never watched Too Hot to Handle? You gave me the the ick. Oh. Well, there's like this like Alexa type of device that like gives gotcha. them instructions, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. So the four, I'm going to, elements is weird, but that's what they call them. But the four leads, okay? Like the four main yeah. people. Characters. They have this, I think it's called the like cosmic chamber and they each get called into the cosmic chamber and there's like this large 
you know, crystal ball globe looking thing. And it like talks to them and it'll be like, your Venus sign is in Leo. And that means yada, yada, yada. Like it explains to them, you know, about themselves and about their astrological chart. And they'll say, they'll, you know, this chamber will give them advice on like people that they should spend more time with or how they communicate it's basically like teaching them about themselves and how they should find their partner yeah so that's an interesting little like element of the shows they've got this like chamber that they can go in and like get information but also throughout the show they get revealed like one by one who their matches are and they also get to go on dates with people. So they might go on a date with someone because they like them and yeah. then find out later that they're not a perfect match. And you're like, oh, that's disappointing, you know? Yeah. Um, so that obviously causes tension because if you like someone and then you find out they're not your match, you're like, well, do we just ignore the astrology this whole astrology aspect and just like keep making out with each other or do we just like cut ties do I ignore you <laughs> like yeah it's a weird thing and also of the 16 single people some of those people start to like like each other and then the four leads are like uh that's my perfect match over there and he's making out with this other random leo and like, like, what's that about? You know, so yeah. it gets really funny, in my opinion. It's really interesting. And they do categorize everybody by their sign. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see like the people who gravitate towards who. And if you like astrology, I say check it out. It is interesting. Um, and <clears throat> I thought it might be interesting worth mentioning before we take a break. Um, do you happen to know what some of your, I guess, birth chart placements are? Like, for example, some of the ones that they've mentioned in the show so far has been um, like your Venus sign, which I think mm -hmm. is like how you feel loved I guess is your Venus sign which obviously plays a big role in the show and then yeah. um their Mercury sign which is like how you communicate with people um my Venus sign is Scorpio so I don't know that means I like drama I guess and <laughs> so Scorpio she likes to be loved in a Scorpio way, which I don't know a whole lot about Scorpios other than I feel like they're just very like mysterious and they're supposed to be like very passionate and fiery people and yeah. very like once you scorn them, like it's over. Um, like all of these things and I know I do know Scorpios that are very much in their Scorpio energy. Um and I I'm also a um, Scorpio rising. So like, 
I recognize Scorpio energy in myself. Like they, they're just intense. They're intense people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. two of the Scorpios that I know most closely is my best friend from elementary school and my brother. They have the same exact birthday actually. And like, they do not give me Scorpio energy at all. Like, I don't think you've met both of them. Like they, I'm not saying like they have no passion. (laughs) They are like, but I'm just saying in the scope of everyone in the world, that's not the characteristic I would give them or the sign I would peg them under. But again, there could be a lot of other stuff in their chart that we're not seeing. There's other things being reflected more than that. Yeah. But Scorpio, I guess, is my um, Mercury and then my um, Venus. Or yeah, that's my Venus. And then my Mercury is in Libra. Libra. Okay. I feel like Libra is very, Libra is like the scales, I believe. So probably your communication style is like, maybe I'm totally guessing because I don't actually know. (laughs) He was like, that means. I haven't read your chart, but if I had to guess, I would say maybe potentially you like weigh your options out and you like, like maybe like to see both sides of every scenario when communicating people I don't know if that reigns true for you but like staying very like just and doing the right thing kind of thing mine my um Venus is in Taurus and I have heard or at least I can look it up here's what an app tells me it says um Okay, Venus. Okay, Venus in Taurus indicates how you express affection and the qualities you're attracted to. And so, since my Venus is in Taurus, it means that my romantic side is oriented more towards comfort and stability. I move slowly and deliberately at the beginning of relationships, and that sometimes comes off as intimidating. I just want something sweet and simple and very just like homey comfy comfy vibes this is very like a bougie but like also comfort comfort vibes so that's like my venus and then my mercury so my communication style is in cancer which i don't know sounds like maybe i just cry a lot i'm not sure i know that's like a cancer stereotype I'm like, that sounds like you be sensitive. I know. So here's what this app tells me. It says Mercury determines how you communicate, talk, think, and process information. It also indicates how you learn. It's your mind's planet. Your Mercury is in cancer, meaning your intellect is emotional and empathetic. You have a strong intuition and a skill for diplomacy, but you may instead favor volatility and irrationality. And then it says sighing is a favored mode of communication. So apparently I just like to be dramatic and sigh and cry and be emotional about things. So, I'm like, I feel like these do fit fit you though, because the other one's like comfy. And I'm like, you do like to be at home and be comfy and do your homegirl things. So that is very true. So that is my, that is what I'm attracted to. That is what I love. That is how I want to be loved. I'm like, like I just want to be in sweatpants and sit on the couch and cry. And <laughs> like, finding a man who likes to do that 
maybe he doesn't like to do that with me, but will tolerate me doing that. I'm like, okay, y'all have fun crying on the couch. <laughs> so anyways, those were some things that were brought up on this show. People are learning about their, their astrology. And I just thought that was interesting. So again, I'm not fully sure how this show is going to go. I will say they have alluded to the fact that there could be proposals at the end, like people might be getting married at the end of this. So we'll see, because I definitely don't know that some of these connections don't feel like marriage potential. I'm like, it just doesn't seem like they're that deep yet, (laughs) but I'm only four episodes in and I don't know how many are left, but yeah, I'll see. Um, it's interesting. I, I probably will end up taking a peek at it. Um, but yeah, I find it fascinating. Um, I'm like looking at my chart here and I have a lot of, a lot of Scorpio in my chart. And that's why I think it makes sense to me that, um, I just, I, I carry a lot of Scorpio, even though I'm not a Scorpio. And when I, meet Scorpios like <laughs> actual Scorpios I'm like mm, you don't seem Scorpio enough just not quite Scorpioing for me um, <laughs> I don't have like any Scorpio anywhere I have it in my Venus my Jupiter Pluto North Node 12th house and my rising sign I have it in Pluto, but I feel like that's also very generational. I feel like a lot of people have the same Pluto sign, like a lot of people that are of the same age, age, um, or yeah. like, you know, generation wise. So I feel like that's yeah. not unique, but I don't have it like anywhere else. So. There's just few other signs that repeat or repeat nearly that frequently in my chart even Virgo's only on my chart twice I have I'm a double Gemini moon and sun and then I have three Capricorn placements as well so that's my most most of my signs but I'm sure we'll maybe eventually one of these days do a longer pod about this topic because it might be interesting but let's take a quick break And then we'll hop into some Bachelorette talk. Sounds good. All right. So we're going to chat about this week's episode of The Bachelorette. And I I did not see this coming. I don't know if you saw it coming that right off the start of the show, Nate was going to be sent home. I mean, obviously we talked about his drama, you know, outside of the show last week. And after knowing that we were both kind of like, now I can't root for him. Like, yeah, purchased for those personal reasons. But I do feel like it was really sad. Like, did you have any feelings about it? Or were you just like, eh, you know, it was his time to go. Yeah, I didn't really feel bad about it, um, but or sad or anything. I think had we not had the news of last week, I probably would have felt a little bit 
more sad for him Different. but i did after, after this week i was like pack it up pack your bags buddy i don't <laughs> care and i was like gabby you won't be crying over this in a few weeks don't you worry don't you worry girl like mm-hmm. this is gonna be for the best and i didn't see it coming this soon or that quickly especially on that date but i did have a feeling it would not be him in the end because of the kid thing because she wouldn't want to be a mom that soon and um I think it's a valid reason I also think it was like good that she did it when she did I think she did it then because like next week's would be hometowns and maybe potentially she would meet the daughter I don't know um but I think she didn't want to like get into all that knowing she, she wouldn't pick him in the end even though she really liked him so I thought that was respectful so yeah one thing I will say about it is just just her reaction of the whole thing I know Gabby is like you know very in tune with her emotions and this really was hard for her to break up with him essentially and send him home like you could tell obviously she could barely get her words out but I think just based on her emotional reaction like you could tell that she must have really liked him maybe more than we thought I'm not sure yeah And so with that being said, I'm like, did she ever think that like, maybe they could still date and she doesn't necessarily have to instantly become a mom? Like, I don't know. I think maybe just because I'm older and I have dated people with kids before, not very many, not like a lot, but I, obviously it's like, nerve-wracking for sure and there has definitely been a time in my life where that was like an instant no like I will not date you if you have children but now that as I get older I'm like okay you have children but that child has has a mom again unless something tragic has happened and they're a single parent full-time but I don't think that's the case with Nate and I'm like okay but what if you still dated each other and you didn't necessarily just become a mom like overnight. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't necessarily have to become a part of their lives 24 seven, but maybe I'm wrong, but that was just something I thought about. Obviously she might not even be ready for that. And that's very valid as well. But I'm like, I don't know. It's not necessarily like I think she knows she doesn't have to be a mom tomorrow but it is just different like dating someone without kids versus dating someone with kids there's I think just a lot of different considerations that have to go into the fact and like you do not come first and well I don't know that's probably a whole other debate for people in relationships whether like the person they're dating or their kid comes first and maybe that depends on ages and things like that but that right there is just like some people are like, I want to be the center of your universe if we are getting married, especially if it's someone like it's their first marriage, it's their first kid, it's their first hurrah that can just like, yeah, I, just people have different thoughts and different feelings. And like you said, I mean, I know you said you're older, but I'm not that much younger than you. And I know when you probably were my age, you did at that time have dated or just gone on dates or whatever with 
several people that have had kids and again totally respect that I don't think there's anything wrong with it I'm not like everyone's stopped dating people with children (laughs) but it's only for those people that like that's a thing for them and I know I've talked about this on the podcast like way way long ago I think when Michael um was on and we were talking about his situation on Katie's season with um his son but Mm -hmm. I just like it's a no for me and like maybe that'll change when I'm much much older but I don't see that changing anytime in the near future like the next five or so years because I think it's just it's a more complex situation and it's not something that I'm personally like looking for or think that I could handle and I think that is like a respectful thing to the person that does have a kid because I think a lot of people don't understand the magnitude or the weight of it and they're just like well I like this person and like let's go have fun and then the kid kind of gets in the background or it just becomes like you know what I mean there can be drama there can be this there can be that there can be baby mama drama there can be the boyfriend girlfriend doesn't want to spend time with the kids the boyfriend girlfriend wants to spend too much time with the kids and now the biological parent is the other biological parent is jealous like it takes away time from the relationship you know all kinds of things that it's just an added layer that I think you have to be ready for and totally willing to take on those challenges so I totally respect the people that are in those situations as parents people that want to date parents but I also think don't get into that situation if it's not something you sh- you're sure you want or that you can handle. Yeah. And I agree. And that, that must just be like Gabby's mindset. But I think just as I was watching it, I was like, why aren't they even considering? Like, you, could. you could just date. <laughs> why aren't they considering like a middle ground? But maybe for some people, they're like, there is no middle ground. It's either we fully date and I'm a part of your child's life or we don't date at all. And I'm like, oh, okay. For some people that might be, it might be as black and white as that. But in my brain, my cancer mercury brain, I'm like, maybe we could work something out. You know what I'm saying? But again, that's neither here nor there. This is my own personal opinions and thoughts. But moving on, Nate is gone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, and then Rachel goes on her date with Zach. Her second one-on-one date with Zach. And I don't know how I feel about Zach. There have been times where I feel like he's the like winner for Rachel. Yeah. And other times I'm like, I just don't know. Because I still really think she has a strong connection with Tino, but then we see some spiraling going on with Tino at the end of the episode. Yeah. I'm not sure. um, I think, I think he has a very strong shot. Um, I think it'll be Tino, Avon, or um, I know I'm naming like three out of the four left, but <laughs> um, yeah, he seems, he seems solid. Uh, I always forget what's the other guy's name that Tyler. she has. Tyler. I think he, it's Tyler. He gives me the ick. He's giving like overly eager energy, like too much nice boy energy. Yeah. I I don't think he has a chance, unfortunately. He's not chill about it. And it's like it's too much. He's not playing it cool enough. And 
yeah, I, he just doesn't have the same vibe that the other guys have. So it's going to be a no on him. And she seems to really like Ava and they look good together. I don't know how like deep that connection is, like how much of that's not surface level. So I think it's, it's, he could drop down as well and be the third place. Yeah. And then it, it looks like his family is going to spiral. I know. So it does kind of seem like his family might be difficult but I will say of all of Rachel's men Tino feels like the only one that will like tell her something that she might not want to hear yeah like the time that he was like um you really hurt my feelings when you didn't come on that one group date you know what I'm saying yeah but he said something this week that gave off very Rachel energy and I was like oh well we might have two of these. Oh, it was like when he freaked out at the row ceremony. And he was just like, I don't know how I'm not being recognized right I now. I said all the right things. I said all the right, yeah. It was like, he was so frustrated because he won like Mr. Cheese competition. <laughs> and then he made out with her at night. Like that was it. He was just like, oh, well, I'll make my family like you. And then he made out with her. And he was like, I was so vulnerable with her today. I don't understand how I'm not being paid. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I know. I think, I think honestly that night he just like overreacted and he probably will come to the realization that he overreacted uh-huh. like eventually I, because I don't think he wouldn't be like that all the time. But of the ones left, I think all the other guys just really want to cater to Rachel and like not that that's a bad thing but just are yeah. like Tyler just like overly selling themselves like yeah. I am the perfect man for you yada 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 but yes I agree I was like hold on we no was doing that or maybe we can have two and it's gonna like thrive because they're just gonna be like latched I don't know one thing <laughs> that he said that I really hated was I think I'm her I think he said I'm her person. I'm her person. Not she's my person. He said, I'm her person. Yeah, which could get into some toxic things there because I've already said, I think Rachel has a slight, based on the things she said, I'm not like a therapist over here, but she seems to like people that like her, not really like people that she likes. So she just is like seeking out external validation. And so if, Tino's already seeing that and kind of taking advantage of that that could turn into not a great imbalance there yeah I don't know I'm not sure but yeah that that group date if we just stay with Rachel for a sec the cheese strongman group date was why was it just so forced like why Rachel was just like I have some strong guys over here look look right here (laughs) look at these strong guys why don't you also take your shirts off that'd be fun I don't know and I don't have too much to comment on on the cheese competition but I do (laughs) and into you know it's like little um tiff yeah my new favorite phrase is baby back bitch um you never heard that one I mean I've maybe heard it before but he's like he's been a little baby back bitch which I can't tell who said that. Did Ethan say I was going to say, you know who said it? Because I don't even recall. I kind of think um, it was Ethan, which. I wanted to say it's Ethan too, which is a nice little zinger and surprise from Ethan. But um, 
which I've not found, I've not looked him up, but I've heard through the grapevine that Ethan has a really solid TikTok. Mm, So I think he's entertaining on TikTok. So maybe we should check him out. But if he's coming out with this kind of content, sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, he seems, he seems better than the season gave him credit for. Um, We obviously lost him this week, but in relation to the rest of the episode, yes, we lost Nate. We also had the like sex group date with Gabby's guys, which was very interesting. I don't know what in the BDSM was that. <laughs> and it was a group date, and they were all clearly terrified. Also, it's just kind of funny because I think all of her guys are so fun and they balance her well, but they're not like quite on her level. So they were shaking in their boots. Spencer looked like he was going to (laughs) die. I know. He's like very, I just, he seems, we've not seen a whole lot of him, but I do think that he was like in the military maybe. So I think he's just really uptight, like, and just so uncomfortable. Yeah, he's military, and I think he comes from a military family as well. So I was like, meanwhile, oh Johnny is like hee hee hoo hoo ha ha all over the place. He's having a great time. It was just, it was a lot. And the lady, whatever her name was, that led it, she was interesting as well. Um, so that was fun. Coming up and, with safe words. <sighs> uh, who ended up getting that group date, Rose? It was Johnny. Yeah, I think yeah, it was talking funny. about the group great rose. So there was that. And then we kind of get to the end of the episode and um just out of nowhere. No, it's at like the, it's at the end of her group date and yeah. going into her cocktail hour. Yeah, they're like, so Logan has COVID. Well, they tell Gabby Logan has COVID. And they're like, we have to cancel everything. And she's like, okay. And mind you, they've been together all day, all of them. And then they go to the, Jesse goes to the guys and it's just like. Logan's gotten himself into a situation. I know. I'm like, clearly this isn't a HIPAA issue because you just told all of America he has COVID. So why are we not telling them? Because it's just like it. Of course, the internet is speculating today, like, did he actually have COVID? Because why did no one else quarantine? Nobody else was a close contact. Why didn't you tell them he had COVID? It's just a weird situation. I just can't imagine why. And then what, like, did they wait a whole 10 days before they had the rose ceremony? I doubt no. it. And it's like, you know, like, I don't think he would have self-eliminated. And even if he was self-eliminating, why wouldn't we show that? Like, that would be more drama. I Yeah, the way that they portrayed it was very strange. Also, I have a feeling that they did tell the guys, but maybe they just didn't air that they said well, it that Because I think somebody even asked, is he okay? Is he feeling okay? Or is he okay? Or something they said, like, like is he safe or is he well or something? And they were like, yeah. is but it made it sound like he's alive he's fine it was weird but it didn't shock me because i was like if hometowns are next week there's no way logan's had enough time to get to that point um 
so I thought he'd be going home regardless. So they just planted like a positive test, and they're like, "Sorry, Logan, um, but you're positive," and it was totally false. And they're like, <laughs> "It would just to get him off the show." Exactly, and it's like, when did he test? And like, did they test in between the group date and the rose ceremony? I'm like, what did he go around and kiss a few <laughs> ladies in Amsterdam, and then? yeah it's like how did this even happen I don't know it's just like I don't get it the only thing I can think is it's like an unsexy reason that he left the show like he did self-eliminate but it wasn't a sexy reason or like dramatic reason so they just like didn't want to spend airtime on it like say his job called and they were like if you don't get back tomorrow like you're fired like he wasn't already fired maybe or something and then he's like listen the connection is just not there like I've got to go back to my job like this doesn't make sense for me there's no way they would air that because they don't really like try to sh- they don't like to show like logistical things of like how the show actually happens and work and jobs and like no never hear about that so if it was something kind of like that where it was just like not sexy not dramatic just like kind of practical and whatever why on earth in the preview of last week for this week's episode did they make it seem like something dramatic I mean I know that I shouldn't be shocked at this point but I'm like it they made it seem like he did something so horrible that he has to leave I'm like what is gonna happen what did he do I know I know I don't know I don't know if we'll ever know um but then Gabby also decides that she only wants three hometowns. Yeah. At the final race ceremony for her. So she's only got Johnny, Eric, and um, what's his name that looks like Michael Bublé kind of? Oh, Jason. Yeah, I'm sorry. So those are her three guys. Which, again, I still can't tell who's at the top of her. Yeah, I'm like, hers is hard to tell, especially now with um, Nate out. I'm thinking it's going to be Jason. I honestly hope it's Jason. Like, that's who I want it to be. I just feel like we still don't know, like, anything about Eric. (laughs) I know. Like, he's been a pretty prevalent character, while also not being a prevalent character at all he was like really really popular at the beginning and then he kind of faded into the background yeah but it's like I still feel like we all view him as a front runner maybe that's just because of the way he looks but I feel like we all put him in that standing but I don't know that like there has actually been substance to back that up whatsoever no but he also hasn't done anything horrible it's just like he's floating (laughs) he's floating and then Johnny just kind of like recently made an appearance. Yeah, in he just limelight. I thought at the beginning I was like, he's going home midway. He's not gonna make it. And now he's top three. Yeah. So I still don't know where the season is going. Still. And we're going into yeah. moms. But I love me a good hometown week, so I am ready for it. It seems like so soon, but I'll take it. Um, Because honestly, this is when it gets good. This is when it gets good. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm like 
slightly concerned on how they're going to fit it all into one episode, but you know what? That's not my problem. Yeah, it'll only be two more than normal instead of four more. (laughs) That's true. Anyway, all right. Well, I think that wraps up this week's episode. Um, Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for hanging along. Thanks for listening to our crazy dreams, our reality TV, our horoscopes, our bachelor commentary, (laughs) and everything in between. And we will be back at you guys next week with some hometown updates. And that's all I got. Okay, bye. Love you.